You're listening to DraftKings Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Cooligans, stupid. <laughs> there you go. Bro, this is this is from my NES days, okay? <laughs> I used to play. That's that Chinatown Fair <laughs> Twitch, Twitch response, bro. Okay, I used to play uh, um, a couple games I needed um, to like. So there was a game called Pro Wrestling. Remember on on Nintendo? I don't. And on regular NES. It was a, oh, it was, so you were the controller on your lap. So or I, were you the thumb? Were you a thumber? No, the <laughs> c- controller on the lap. But there was a. So one of my brother's friends. Uh, Justin, uh-huh. not the not the one in the chat, but uh, childhood friends grew up with him. He went to my brother's older than me, so he every time I would play video games, I'd be playing with kids eight years older than me. Right. So this dude was I've ne- I've like so remember when Nintendo first came out with the turbo, like the turbo button in and like there were certain accessories, certain controllers that you could buy that you would just turn on a switch and it'd be turbo and it'd be turbo for like the A button or something like that. So meaning that if you held the A button, it would do it for it you. would rapidly just hit the thing automatically. Justin was faster than the turbo button. Right. So I would watch him and be like, bro, how, I can't beat you in any game because you are just literally faster than the damn computer. I feel so bad for this man's peace when he became a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. A lot of damage was done. Yeah, yeah. Even the even the thing is like, just get a different <laughs> his, his, his homie down there. It's just like, you need to chill, bro. Ben Skolnick said, funny how fast fingers come up and Christian goes right to video games. Yeah, hey. <laughs> buddy, I'm, I've never kissed a girl. All uh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all the expertise I have. <laughs> also, can we be honest? Based on that, don't you feel good? There's a lot of women out there who are like, thank God I did not connect with this man because I would have been destroyed. No, bro. That's why they stick around, bro. bro can you lift your sleeve? Does it say Hitachi <laughs> on your forearm? My guy. Uh, okay. What's it good, everybody? Uh, Nick Rat said, what a detailed discussion of 1990s video game technology. This is what I came for. Remember, we're a soccer show sometimes. Look, we, uh, this, this, this show covers a, a broad range of topics. Hell yeah, dude. That's how it is. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, okay, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> it's the Cooligans, buddy. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. Fast fingers over there. <laughs> My name is Alexis. A little more vibey fingers. <laughs> Guerrero. No, okay. That's why, you know, you gotta they gotta feel something, bro. Skolnick says you might have to explain Hitachi to him. <laughs> I love how people listening to the audio don't know what happens because I usually like to start the show where we say hello and our name. Uh-huh. Right? Because you're a big fan of the intros and I want to give you what you want in this world. Sure, a lot of people are. You know? Uh, and uh, 
so it, sometimes we will reference what happened before, mm-hmm. and it's completely lost on them. So if you're listening right now, maybe maybe catch the show live on YouTube. Huh? <laughs> okay. So look, there's you get to see some of the behind the scenes. Yeah, um, Kevin Show uh, says uh, Happy Victorious Monday, Victory Monday, and now he just said Hungover on a Monday because Kevin Show, Kevin is from Kansas City, and I don't oh know. My- is what he yelled (laughs) Uh, probably as the field goal was missed but also as uh kansas city uh chiefs reign supreme uh, again in in nfl once again uh two out of three years if i'm not mistaken uh two out of four years two out of four years because they lost one they lost one yeah yeah um the interviews with uh pat mahomes were great uh, the owner of Kansas City Current uh, probably at that moment did not know he was the owner of Kansas City Current. Did you see? <laughs> Who? What are you talking about? Pat Mahomes? Mahomes? Yeah, yeah. So he was uh, obviously came into the game injured, a high ankle sprain, right? Yes. Which well, he, he also, owned, well, he, I think he's on the paperwork for Sporting Kansas City. He's an owner. Right. He's an owner Kansas of both. City, But his wife is like the main owner of Kansas City Current. So but he also became an investor in that as well. Okay. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, look, they're all, it's all the same from one pocket to another. Whatever. It's Kansas City. You own one thing, you own them all. Get a, here's a couple ribs. All right. Uh, so that he came into the game with a high ankle sprain, an injury you and I will most likely never have, right? <laughs> we're not, we're not in the athletics. That What's way. a high? I've had ankle sprains. What, what makes it a high it's ankle? A little bit sprain? higher. A little bit higher. <laughs> a little bit higher. <laughs> uh, so he came into the game. People were like, can he even walk? And then he shows up and he's fine. Gets tackled. Gets injured. Halftime comes. Mm-hmm. Comes back from halftime. Dude's like, what's up, everybody? <laughs> My guy was floating. He was healed, bro. I mean, he he got, he got some of the. Uh, Is that recording by any chance? It is recording, yes. Okay, because I don't see the dot. I see it right. You see it? I saw okay. record. Anyway. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I was the joke I was going to make was that, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes got some of the stem cells from Rihanna's uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And healed uh, his, uh, his ankle. Bro. <laughs> uh, you know, he was, he, let's just say he was on, uh, he was on the, uh, the button, you know, the doctors that give you the button so you don't feel pain. Okay. He was on it. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Homie was hitting that button. <laughs> Fast fingers, bro. I gotta be honest. Every time you do it, I'm even more impressed. It's really good. You would have absolutely destroyed some teenagers, bro. <laughs> Thank God you was a virgin. I'm bro. breaking out of every leg lock. Yeah. Leg lock. <laughs> oh my god. You know, actually, I got this pinched nerve. You might want to get up in there, bro. On my shoulder, my G. You might be able to solve it. All right. Okay. So I wanted to mention this because there's like obviously a bunch of Philly fans in the chat uh saying stop we don't need to talk yeah, about yeah, this yeah, game bro. three in a row bro <laughs> yeah y'all lose three but we in gotta a row. talk about this because philadelphia is taking massive l's just the- a picture in the middle if you don't see it uh what player is this for philadelphia union this is kai wagner this is kai wagner he has his hands on his forehead but the only expression the only way i can explain his expression is uh Ay Dios mío. <laughs> Isn't that true? He is, yes. He is, he is, uh, look, he's had enough. This is, this is when Gareth Bale, uh, scored yeah, the yeah. goal. You know what 100%. I mean? He, he cannot believe it. But Philadelphia, uh, has taken, has lost three championships in 99 days. That's crazy. Three finals. They lost in the finals, finals of, 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 of their respective sports. They lost in the World Series. The Phillies lost to the Astros. Uh, the Union lost to LAFC and the last cup final which happened on the same day right uh one afternoon and one evening of just that's just a bad day <laughs> that's a bad philadelphia day that's a rough day for philly and then the eagles uh after leading and jalen hurts um mvp performance incredible four touch four touchdowns right 
Uh, three of them, I believe you ran in. Uh, just an unbelievable game. This man shows no emotion whatsoever. No. It's a very strange. Day at the office for him. He <laughs> yes. shakes hands. Thank you. I'm glad I was but able to score. But it's good when, you know, he he, he gave up the fumble for, for a touchdown. He was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. All good. What? Part of the game. Ended up, and, you know, and then they end up leading uh, yeah. a little bit later. But no. Perk Mahomes went crazy. Says a nice cobra. <laughs> Homie was hitting them Zans at halftime, bro. So you got to feel for Philadelphia. But this is the this is the thing that some people do not feel for Philadelphia. I don't. There's, I don't feel. <laughs> do you know what those fans did before the game started? They flipped over a car and danced on it. Interesting. And it wasn't like a police car, which is the thing most people flip over. <laughs> it was like a Camry. <laughs> you know what I mean? This was some, some Uber driver's like, it was right here. Oh, no. I, <laughs> when I, it comes out in the next morning. I got to uh, uh, show this because FC Dallas uh, also got involved. I don't know if you saw this. Yes, tweet. because uh, Hunt is the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. The Hunt family. Yeah, of the course. Hunt family. The uh, Familia Hunt. And, we, who, and we've uh, we've interviewed Dan Hunt, with the, right. the owner of FC Dallas. And we've spoken to this gentleman. Uh, it was very briefly at the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, the other Hunt brother, the one who is like more. But the, the Chiefs guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, uh, it's it's Dan and who's the other? Let's just call him Bob. David. What's the other guy's name? I forgot his name. Anyway, um, but FC Dallas. It's actually the Brickashaw. The Brickashaw. <laughs> Hunt. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> we know who's the black sheep in the family. <laughs> um, but FC Dallas, which look. I, you know, the FC Dallas, they're homies. We've been there. Mm-hmm. They're showing us a lot of love, but they really went in on. Yo, <laughs> it's like Clark Hunt, by the way. Clark, okay. Great. Uh, so not the Bricker Show. But FC uh, Dallas uh, tweeted this out, congratulating the Kansas City Chiefs. And it just says, congratulations to the Chiefs. It's on the br- second paragraph that really gets you. <laughs> uh, congratulations to the Chiefs on bringing home another title for Lamar. Obviously, Lamar Hunt, the legendary uh, owner. I have and, a feeling uh, Lamar named a British. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the second line says, way to beat the worst city in America. It was not necessary. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> no one asked we're for here it. Just spreading love. Show, giving Kansas City their flowers. And they're like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring flowers to Philly's funeral too, bro. Can you give me more of a (laughs) Tim Burton flower vibe? Because bro, you didn't need to say this, FC Dallas. (laughs) Philly Union ain't even like your rival. You came in hot. It makes me feel like, yo, is this personal? Have you been holding on to this? (laughs) Bro, yo, admin, were you dumped by someone from Philly? Dallas and and Philadelphia are obviously in the NFC East. They're in the same division. So I can understand maybe that there's clearly some history, but worst city in America? It was a little too hot for the moment. I got like 12 other cities before I say Philadelphia. (laughs) Dude. <laughs> uh, a nice cobra said the Brickashaw Ferguson was a stud tackle. And dude. Nick Red said Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, named one of his kids the Brickashaw. <laughs> I hope that's true because I know the Brickashaw Ferguson played for the Jets. All right. So I hope that's they, you know, that name inspired the famous uh, Key and Peel sketch. Where the names of get course. Yeah, yeah. crazy and crazy. Yeah, yeah, those are great. Yeah. Um, I guess Robin Tagini said, wow, that is wildly unnecessary. What is going on with the admins? Well, there's something, something's happened the last, uh, uh, maybe since the Cooligans started. I literally was about to say, <laughs> this might be the Cooligans effect. And this is, look, a lot of times we give ourselves credit for stuff we don't, we don't deserve. This one, I think we actually, <laughs> you already know, dog. Hit that with the eagle screens, bro. That's this one. This one. 
You can't even hear it, dude. It's too too good, bro. I'm too quick with it. Yo, my God. I love it. Uh, Bro, I think you broke our board, dude. I am so impressed by this. Um, I looked at Jasper Probing Crux, the third. From uh, the The third is the best part. I want to say, if I remember correctly, the... LA Galaxy made the shooting star meme about the, uh, about the, the player from the Timbers. Yeah. Um, they were fined, and we leaned in so hard. And obviously, the rest of the internet followed suit. Sure. Uh, a lot of people were retweeting what we were saying and stuff. And at that time, it became like, oh, wait a minute. People want to see this? Yeah. And the yeah. league was like, everybody get funny. Okay. <laughs> no, now we have a FAM funny <laughs> allocation money. And it became a thing where like now you now you want to roast each other. And I think right. the NBA led the way. And we kept saying, like, we need to be more like the NBA. These teams are kind of messing with each other a little bit. It adds another layer. Twitter, most most leagues have found their footing, whether it's in TikTok or in Instagram. And I think Twitter is still where the NBA kind of lives because that banter back and forth, whether it's the fans arguing about who's really the GOAT or, yeah. you know, about players, uh, you know, analytics and, and, and points and stuff and stats. But it's also the teams really go after each other on Twitter. And it's such a significant part of the game. It's becoming that for MLS. But every once in a while... One team does more than than the rest. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think this is an example Look, of that. If, if this was a, a tweet that the Cooligans were crafting, Alexis wants to write a tweet about the Super Bowl. I'd be like, yo, Alexis, that last line. Yeah. We may we may, may need to edit that one because where is yeah. where's the joke? I like how you've <laughs> you've suddenly given yourself this this tone you take, which you do not take. You'd be like, hey, uh that last line. Don't do that on our <laughs> channel. Do that on your own. That's, that's, a, that's you a not, at, not Alexis tweet. <laughs> yeah. That is not an ad soccer cool. You must have picked the wrong account <laughs> when you started tweeting this out. <laughs> so, uh, look, I mean, I get it. I mean, and, and maybe there's a, uh, you know, a, a context that we might be missing. Uh, but it does seem a little bit, uh, a, a little bit wild. But what are you going to do? Uh, uh, by the way, Football Capo says, Alexi tiene mucho sauce con ese green Yankee cap. Yankee cap. <laughs> and now Kevin Cho spelled it a different way. Yankee with a Y. Right. How do you, how does your, how does your family say it? Uh, we, we it's don't somewhere between they, a Y and a J. Yeah, I would say more Y than J. I get somewhere closer Yankee. to a J. Yankee. Yankee. Los Yankees. Shouts to everyone hanging out. If you're <laughs> if you're listening, I'm wearing a green Yankee hat. <laughs> um, okay. And shouts to you, Football Capo, for just understanding style. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, but again, congrats, uh, congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. I honestly thought I thought it was going to be fairly easy uh, for uh, for the Eagles. Uh, but it, yeah, but it but it, it was should have had a boom at the end, <laughs> so you know it didn't land uh, correctly. But no, a- entertaining game, and but I, you know, what I'll say uh, it was a great game. Uh, terrible commercials, boring commercials. Uh, I wasn't really enjoyed the uh, Ben Affleck one. The Ben Affleck, oh, the Dunkin' Donuts yeah. one. That was probably one of the better ones. The J Lo at the end when yeah. she goes, "Get me a glaze," and we're all like, everyone in the room I was in was like, "Shame on those donuts, bro." Bro, she's. What fifty something and it looks incredible. There was a photo of her in a bathing suit. And I was like, I come on. Yeah, yeah. She's um, it, it's is it Gucci? She's like uh, um, on all the at the airports where you walk by a Gucci store, you see her. She yeah, she looks great. Good, good for her. But have you seen the? the- I'm friends with her form. Well, uh, A Rod's private chef, so formerly J Lo's private chef. 
And I can confirm he ain't making no donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the 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 stories? I don't know if they're true, but about J Lo of how she's like terrible to like service staff and wait I heard staff. she's a bad tipper. Yeah. And not from him. I've heard that. We were talking about that in the in the room yesterday. Yeah. Apparently she uh I've I've seen several of these on TikTok with several different people tell stories about having interactions with J Lo. And they say that one time she uh Ben Affleck, she was with Ben Affleck and t- tipped like a um uh, a hotel uh person or whatever. Um and the Ben Affleck tipped like fifty dollars and she saw how much it was and took back some money because she thought that tip was too much. Well, this is my aunt. My <laughs> aunt doesn't get tipping. She's like, nobody tipped me in the factory. And it's like, you don't. You, you, I don't know if that's true. This is all alleged. But that sounds like one of the craziest things I've ever heard. My aunt's a sweetheart. There's two things about it. I mean, honestly, a sweetheart probably wouldn't be the person at J-Lo tipping. J-Lo tipping. <laughs> nice, sensible speed. <laughs> That's uh, a good, safe comedy that yeah. we need from, you know, accounts like FC Dallas. Yeah, FC Dallas. <laughs> pick, pick up a notepad, bro. <laughs> Mike Thomas is here in the <laughs> chat, crushing it. My aunt is a sweetheart of a human being, uh, you know, was like a second mom to me. Uh, I absolutely love her. Uh, probably somewhere where I got, you know, a part of my sense of humor. A lot of it came from my grandfather, but uh, she's also like a very funny person and just very quick-witted. Well, I don't know if you have family members like this. It seems to be a very immigrant thing. If we're on our if we were driving home from somewhere mm-hmm. and my aunt sees like an ambulance or a police car go that way, we are now following the police car or the ambulance. I've never heard that. You've what, never she, heard she this? Ambul- literally an ambulance chaser? My <laughs> aunt will stand there like this to see if there's a crowd of people. She'll be like, ¿Qué pasó? You know, my aunt will needs the tea right away. And then she'll just call and be like, so the, I followed the ambulance. We went to Summer Ave. Blah, 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 blah. This right. guy must be hitting his wife again. Blah, blah, I told you he was a piece of, you know what I mean? That's my aunt. Got you know? it, got it. She will also steal something from a restaurant. <laughs> Utensil, cup, something. Fascinating woman. Yeah, yeah, I mean, very layered. <laughs> and also, is this explaining me a little bit more? These are the people who raised me. She does not understand tipping. She thinks tipping is whatever changes left, like coins. And I'm explaining, like, no, they get paid nothing per hour. You tip based on what you eat. And she's like, nope. Nope, we didn't do that in Cuba. Is her first excuse. Yeah. And two, no one tipped her in the factory she worked in. I'm like, well, that's not how tipping works. <laughs> it's when someone hands you something. She's like, oh, it's okay. She's like, I handed the delivery man all of the pallets. And I'm like, then the delivery guy should have tipped you, honestly. Right, right. Okay. Just, she just will not get it. It will not wrap her brain. You don't have family like this? I do not have anybody that incredibly dense. No. no. <laughs> you and I argue about tipping all the time. I think you're a more sensible tipper than I am. I just, I, I don't have a lot of money. Well, so I tip, neither do I. But <laughs> I think 20 is standard and you still believe 15 is standard. Um, I do the, I go with the double tax move. Double the tax. That's, I, I feel like that was the rule of thumb for a long time and I've, I've stuck with it. I feel it's. You, you move the decimal point over for the total, and then you double that. 20%. Good for you. That's standard. <laughs> Let us know in the chat what is standard out by you. All right. Well, what's standard in the Premier League is uh, VAR has no idea what they're doing because... Uh, Bro, seems to only happen to Arsenal. <laughs> because and when I, when I try to say it's a conspiracy theory, people tell me I'm being crazy. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's just it's just straight up, uh, you know, um, you know, just poor 
uh, management, people doing their jobs poorly. I don't think it's anything more than that. Um, this is absolutely atrocious. But uh, yes, Arsenal do uh, draw against Brentford in a game that, I mean, do we see the possession uh, stats uh, that happened over the weekend? It was, I mean, it was all Arsenal, right? 69%. Nice. Oh. <laughs> That's the fastest I can go. It doesn't even register where he goes. Dude, embarrassing. Bro, I got to call my wife and apologize. (laughs) Okay. The uh, football capital said Varsenal. Uh, Bro, everybody's laughing. Everyone's having a good time. (laughs) Oh, people look in the chat. Some people saying 16%, 12%. Some people saying 25 12%? Whoa, look at this. Andrew Johnson, what are you getting? <laughs> Split pea soup and half a corn muffin at the diner with the rest of the blue plate specials? You cannot be out here tipping 12%, hey, look, bro. It, it might be spinning your food, It's dog. different in probably different parts of the country. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm just saying. No. We're getting different numbers. Alexis hates bees. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right, because of Brentford. Um, oh, yeah. I okay. do hate bees, bro. Bro, just not an example. Look, this game, um, it, it, it felt like... Uh, Look, Arsenal didn't, wasn't arsenaling in this game, right? They weren't. They didn't show up the way they, that I thought they would. I mean, they haven't. the last couple of weeks, they haven't been arsenaling. No, the last three matches. Uh, I would say, for sure... We deserve to win the game, but we didn't look like top of the league. We didn't look like the league. We didn't look like the title contenders we've looked in the past. Yeah. Something is going on. Second half of the season, it seems to always happen to us. Uh, I believe when Jesus gets back, a lot of that will go away. But right now, it seems like Martinelli and it seems like uh, Eddie and Kenzie have zero chemistry. And it just leads to a little bit of confusion, especially when we're trying to play against five at the back, which Brentford was playing the entire game and completely clogging all of that space. That said, yeah. We scored when we had the opportunity. Saka with an incredible assist. Uh, Trossard happened to be at the right place at the right time. I loved his inclusion. He looks great when he's brought in. But then we get to, and I'll go, they're just going to, they're going to equalize because you could feel it. Totally. You could feel it. And then they do. And then I was watching the replay and I was like, yo, Norgard is offside though. So of course they're going to call it offside. And then I, I forgot what I did. I think I looked down and grabbed my cup of coffee and then I look up and it was like a goal. And I'm like, well, what happened? So I missed part of it. Right. And you said they never put the lines down. Right. I was watching the game and I felt like, oh, this is, I just, I I don't remember them ever putting the actual lines down to determine whether it was offside or onside. They definitely didn't. And the other thing they did was it seemed like they kind of took it off the screen pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. Like the, like the freeze frame that normally does have the... Because I think, yeah, they initially were looking at the first pass. Right. And then, like, the, I think the header, the first sort of, um, w- once the ball was uh, actually touched by a Brentford player. And initially, you're just like, oh, I mean, I guess it felt like it could be onside, right? It didn't seem egregiously offside, I would say that. But no. the fact that they they didn't just display those lines to just put everyone at ease to all the viewers and say like, okay, this is why it's clearly onside. And that was, it was just an odd thing. I'm like, why didn't they just show that? And then we learn later that the the the, the so the the referees, uh the Premier League referees put out a public apology saying Oh, I guy just forgot to put down the lines. Human error, <laughs> which 
Why we got these machines, bro? <laughs> Let Chat GPT do it. Yo, get Chat GPT right there, center pitch to be the referee because bro, they do. <laughs> why we got the machines if the dude's not gonna hit the lines button? <laughs> um, and you would think that would be the instinct is to like, yo, let me just show my work. You know what I mean? Also, <laughs> let's do the thing. We've done every other time at nauseum. I don't know why. I don't know how you forget to do this, but football couple said rest in peace. Maradona turning in his grave right now for not having lines, <laughs> different lines, football couple. but it's a common mistake. Yes. If Maradona was a VAR, you know, lines would have been involved. Dog. Uh, and ice code roots at AI VAR would be even worse. <laughs> how um, any worse than this? Uh, Nick Red said offside GPT coming soon. <laughs> Bro, we need it. Uh, well, at this point, look, uh, Premier League hasn't implemented the, um, the the technology from the World Cup of like you know where they're uh, uh, analyzing all the players. I can't believe we're giving credit to FIFA here, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, but it, it's like it would re- would have removed that human error because the machine would have clearly the machine we does need, it. <laughs> we need the machines uh, to to help us here. Premier League always been moving a little weird, a little a little sus, <laughs> a little sus with Premier League with the with VAR. Remember at first they were the ones who were like, I'm not gonna go look at the screen, right? Everyone followed suit, but at first we're like, yo, everybody else looking at the screen. Why aren't you looking at the screen? Premier League always trying to do a little too much. They're F- Dallasing. A they also bit. didn't implement VAR till they were like the last one. Yeah, dog. What are we doing? How a <laughs> human error. So what happens now? Everyone is admitted that they made a mistake that it should have been offside. Right. So what happens to Arsenal? Do we get do we get two extra points? Nah, dog. <laughs> Yo, you are. So that's it. We just, just gonna hold that. <laughs> you just three points. Above this is gonna sound well sus, but we gotta just hold that D. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, uh, look, I'm fortunate, and look, this is gonna happen uh, uh, throughout any, uh, you know, any uh, throughout any season. You're gonna have uh, calls that. That go your way, and then some that don't. Remember, Arsene Wenger always said that you know, uh, at the end, by the end of the season, it all kind of balances out. But at, at this, the the era that we're in in the Premier League with with so much money on the line, you can't it, you can't do that. It can't be we you know it's going to balance out. This could have cost us the league. This is, so I mean, if people didn't see the play, uh, Norgard, uh, who who was the one who sent the ball to Ivan Tony, yeah. that that was just a, like a tap in a, a header. He was he came from an offside position, right? And, and it and, and I wouldn't say it's obvious because it, it it's all happening pretty pretty fast. It is when you if you put the lines down because they've done it in post, right? Right, and, and he's offside, and he's offside. So look, Arsenal. There was a player's butt. Got him offside <laughs> in a World Cup. You mean, uh, no, the butt kept him onside. Kept Ver- him onside. Veron's butt kept uh, but nah. Lautaro Martinez. But Norgard's shoulder's not good enough? <laughs> uh, yeah. It, and, and now, especially after the World Cup, the, uh, the the way the Premier League just simply doing the lines, now doesn't the, don't the lines now seem outdated? Like, we're still doing this? It's only been, like, two years. Also, this is how we found out they have to do the lines themselves? Yeah, yeah. I just assumed it was, like, a program. You know, like, when you introduce VAR, that is part of what happens. No. I thought they picked the freeze frame. And then the lines did it themselves. No, no, you could because sometimes you can if you ever watch them as they do it, you can see them actually moving the lines and placing them. Bro, this is ridiculous. So they're 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 out there doing do, using like AutoCAD, you know, Bro. and setting. 
<laughs> doing, the, the, doing all the geometry. Follow along with me uh, <laughs> if you don't know what AutoCAD is. <laughs> it's an architecture uh, program. I actually know what it is. Okay, so then My say... F- it's funnier for the audience. Because Alexis, there's a, look, I'm stupid, everybody. There's hundreds of thousands of people listening to this show that don't know what it is. I will represent that. No, you don't, you don't have to do that. No, no, no. I'm going to play to the middle of the audience. You do that stupid improv thing and playing to the top of the audience. Uh, okay. And Ice Cobra said, get that NFL TV broadcast first down marker tech for offsides VAR calls. Yeah, you know it's an interesting thing. I had seen a video on how they do the um, the, the the first down line and the, the the line of scrimmage and all that stuff. And they 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 have they basically turn the the the, the field into a green screen, um, and they pick a color to determine what the what the line is going to be. And th- but then they also have to do like a virtual. Um, you know, we're talking about AutoCAD or whatever, but they have to do a virtual model of the of the stadium itself so that the cameras understand, you know, where to put the lines and stuff like that. So it's actually much more involved than just simply placing down a line. It's like all a lot more automated. And this is why when they were talking about making changes, FIFA was talking about making changes, one of the changes they wanted to make was to stop the clock every time the ball goes out of bounds. Right, right. But that would then create this need of like, at what point exactly did it go it, out of exactly, bounds? Yeah. So there's like this entire introduction of clock management now that has to be going in versus now, which is like, you know, it's it's about five minutes. <laughs> Just get out there and play and let's see what we do. So hundreds of thousands, hundreds and thousands is what I said, <laughs> by the way, P. Morton, not hundreds of thousands. Uh, I just, it gets so frustrating because everyone there knows Brentford didn't deserve this goal. And here's the thing. You could keep you could keep the the standings the way they are. You could keep us at 16 wins, three draws, and two losses, but still give us 53 points instead of 51 points. Bro. It's up. only fair, shut dude. Up. <laughs> Bro, that's it. It happened. This sucks. This is part of the game. Errors are part of the game. And the game in hand we have is against <laughs> Manchester City. Arsenal, this isn't fair. Arsenal want this title so bad and and they just this just so scared win it well how about why'd you lose to everton huh how about answer that i refuse to answer such, <laughs> such blatantly uh brentford brentford played like like burnley bro last year dude they, they they just sat back and were like yo no nobody's having fun today no they were like that's it we bu- <laughs> We I, we got like three buses. We about to park back here, bro. And it was it's it's kind of remarkable when teams are able to do this so well. Where they, I mean, Arsenal have looked spectacular this season. Sean Dyche did the same thing, right? But the thing that they stole from you guys is they doubled up on Saka again. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Until, Saka did not have much of a game until uh, until that one play. they stopped doubling uh, doubling up on him. And by the way, uh, can we get in the goddamn dressing room and figure this out? <laughs> Martinelli, you mentioned Martinelli before, and I saw a, a clip from uh, Troops on uh, on AFTV, and 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 it was one of the more. Let me guess, level headed, level headed. Was I'm, it? I'm just like oh, troops. What did you turn over a new leaf? Damn troops. Yo, yo I, you, I don't did even you have change to change the Z to an S. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have to lower the volume on my phone yeah. when I'm listening to him. But, but he really pointed out, uh, and it was a great, um, you know, observation about how Martinelli. Um, and you mentioned Enketia, they really have no real chemistry there. They, Martinelli suffers more, uh, it seems, with uh, Enketia there. It's, it's, it's blatantly obvious. Yeah. Enketia is a wildly different player than Gabriel Jesus. There's no, there's no question that 
look, the first three or four matches were like adrenaline, right? Jesus is out, World Cup. We had a long break. Everyone get in. We had a lot of practice time together. Let's try to get in there and win these games. And it continued. And and Eddie Kenty was scoring goals that weren't typical of the run of play for Arsenal. Right. The big issue for me became, you know, as more time uh, sort of developed and like we we saw more, you started to see like, oh, these two don't have a way of playing together. It just doesn't actually work. And now we're at a point where Eddie's not exactly the prolific player he was at the beginning of this. And I'm looking like, yo, Jesus is like another, what, two weeks away? I think it's like a month. He said mid-March is when he's going to come back. No, I, he's already training with the team. Okay. Maybe it's sooner than... Bro, yeah. get in here now. Whatever they gave well, to Pat Mahomes, bro, give it to Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> but can we go back just a couple of weeks ago? How you were saying that uh, Gabriel's just coming back, uh, Juice, uh, Jesus coming back is not... Um, it, it it's not a guarantee for uh, Enketia to lose his spot. That was when Eddie Enketia was playing well. That now, guess what? Guarantee, bro, you out, <laughs> yo. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know if Arsenal have been uh, figured out, but they um, look. It's very clear that doubling up on Saka and because Gabriel Jesus isn't there to adjust and, yeah. and put that pressure on the back line, Martinelli doesn't give you the opportunity to be as dangerous as he is. So right now, while Eddie Enketia is in. That seems to be something that works, and they haven't figured out. What alleviates a lot of that is Trossard is able to really put pressure on the opposite side in a way Enketia and Zinchenko haven't been able to do. I'm sorry, Martinelli and Zinchenko haven't been able to do on their yeah. own. So Trossard coming in, I almost want to see him start over a Shaka because yeah. I, it seems to me like if Zinchenko comes in and plays that central midfielder, then you could have Trossard really put pressure on that yeah, back line and start gonna, to spread them you're out. You're going to give up a gang of goals if you get it. I don't think replace. so. Trossard is not the defender that Grand He doesn't Shaka. need to be. Zinchenko and uh, Partey are going to have to be. Maybe. I, I would say the... Um, the Also, I w- I'm willing to say William Saliba haven't been looking that good. He hasn't looked bad, but he hasn't looked no, that good. I, they, look, Brentford did something... I, I thought what was impressive from Brentford and somebody uh, Kirby D in the chat just said, Christian, if you don't shut your ass up with this Brexit football, well, <laughs> 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 look, wait, look, Everton fighting for any point. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm out here lo- lo- learning the fundamentals of the game. <laughs> Christian's like, we're taking it back to square one, bro. Okay. Talk to me about the WM formation. I heard that was used to great effect in 1925. I'm out here criticizing players that are dancing too yeah. much, doing too yeah, many yeah. tricks. I'm Everyone like, <laughs> put on black boots. <laughs> okay. Back in my day, you know, <laughs> I was starting all my sentences. Um, no, what what Brentford did, and what which is uh, somewhat impressive, is they they put no pressure on the center backs. You saw uh, Gabriel, and you saw Saliba basically at the at the the, the half moon at Having the top a day of the, at the park, bro. <laughs> they're just really they packed the box, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, and and when you see, uh, I think Gabriel uh, Gabriel Magalhaes, he he took. Uh, he took one or two shots and stuff like that. But but I kept saying to myself, first of all, we weren't barely taking shots because they were just completely clogging everything. Yeah. And then Gabriel takes a shot. I'm like, bro, that's, <laughs> if this is what we do, we lose in the game, bro. But they, they, they said like, yo, you can have the ball again. This is the this is what Netherlands did to the U.S. You just yeah. let let don't put any pressure on them. Force them to make decisions mm. and make passes uh, as opposed to. Uh, um, you know the 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 front line of Brentford putting pressure and then creating space in the middle for Odegaard to have a great time and pick out uh pick out players all day. Uh, and 
they ju- they just couldn't figure it out. And and that uh, and but this is the second game where these tactics have come to yeah. mind. We haven't come up with a plan B, bro. Well, the plan was the January transfer window to sign a couple players, but apparently we did. <laughs> nobody, nobody is allowed to go to Arsenal. I don't know how it works, bro. The teams are just trying to <laughs> get every bit. They're like, yo, I think this player is worth 30. Arsenal's on the phone. Tell them 60. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. I, we know they got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Know, they got and tell them it. we're not even going to pick up the phone unless they say 60. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, more said Mourinho shed a tear. He's so proud. <laughs> <laughs> bro, It was, it was wild. And, and, I think, you know, it, the game wasn't boring because we know what there was the, also a lot of back and forth. I, uh, Justin Freeberg actually uh, put a pretty good analysis. He said Norgard and Jensen uh, were just basically setting Embueno and Tony down the channels and getting in a space created a number of chances for Brentford, which, yeah, which look, when you play that way, you have to know that's how you're going to be countered. Sean Deitch in his masterclass basically said like, our goal is to get the ball in this general area where we can isolate those fullbacks with faster players and we can create chances. Which I and that's exactly there was a there was a moment where the ball was going out of bounds and Tony just like side kicked it into space yeah and then Bueno would find a way to get it. I'm like how are we not more prepared <laughs> that's actually a game where Tomiyasu is probably a little bit of a better pick than than a Ben White okay because Tomiyasu is a bit more of a traditional back uh, you know uh, sort of back and forth kind of channel runner and also here in Tierney it's also Brentford right. They're, dude, what position? They're in eighth. Brentford, Brentford. Stop being disrespectful, bro. They're in eighth. It's Arsenal. Shouldn't Arsenal be able to figure out? Yes. <laughs> just, and we did, but we got cheated out of three points. If that VAR thing doesn't happen, one, we have a different uh, thumbnail. And two, <laughs> we don't talk about this. Thanks, Brentford. Damn, for the bro. thumbnail you made us make. It's because of y'all, VAR. <laughs> uh, okay. So look, uh, it it's it, football uh, capital said Varsenal always getting ditched. <laughs> does this put any f- which makes sense? Does it put any fear into Arsenal season? It's now here's the here's the the, the fear is uh, if we lose to City, they go above us on on goal differential. Yeah, yeah. So they, they could be a new uh, league leader. Um, this Wednesday game on Wednesday, unless we beat them, unless they, you know, oh no, this is a six pointer. It's yeah, one of those. Yeah, it is. And mm-hmm. this is our game in hand. Not really because then they go up to 23 and we're at 22. So technically we still have a game in hand, but that's another game against city. I mean, look, city's looking, they're looking a little, little, no, they look good. Aston Villa, bro. I mean, Unai Emery couldn't help us out a little bit, bro. <laughs> Look, Tottenham is doing more for Arsenal than, than, bro, than Unai is. I can't believe y'all beat City for us. <laughs> uh, you know How what? are they still in fifth? They've looked so bad, and they will not go away. Manchester City legit look like a title contender as well. They're only at 46 points. Um, Manchester United. You United, mean. my bad. Not yeah, City. United yeah. look great. We'll talk about them in a little bit, too. Uh, and also, again, continue to shout to Newcastle, who we very rarely talk about. But they've only lost one game. It was to us, but they've only lost one game. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle, who they play uh, in their last game? I, I did watch that game. Who they play? Uh, they drew. They drew to somebody. Why doesn't that show it here? Who they play? Oh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a good game. Okay. Um, well, we know what Arsenal need. Arsenal need to take a break. They need to chill. Bro. They need to. They need to <laughs> pop a nice cold Coors Light, bro. Hell yeah, dog. Uh, because that's what I do when I feel like I've been on, on, on. Uh huh. I gotta relax a little bit. You know what I mean? You know what I like to do? I like to kick my feet up on the couch. That's a new thing. Not always. Mm. I've never been a kick my feet up on the couch kind of a guy. Kick, uh, but you you kick your feet up on the couch. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting. You side put. You just put your. Feet on the couch, or you're not your shoes, bro. I don't put my shoes. I'm talking about my feet. <laughs> okay, my, just my feet on the couch, <laughs> and but he he can't stop there, right? It, I don't feel relaxed until I hear I hear the mm. of a nice cold Coors Light popping open. You know how I know it's cold because the little the little mountains on the front. They tell you they turn blue, bro. You know, I want to snowboard down those mountains, mm. okay? You know, to go a nice snowboarding trip back in Colorado. Right? You go up to Colorado, like, I'm not going on the mountains until they're blue, baby. <laughs> I need to know they're cold. The ice is not enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about this snow cat. <laughs> so, uh, look, whenever you need to chill, uh, grab yourself a Coors Light. Uh, that way, uh, you always know when it's time to chill because you see the the, the mountains right it's there. It's literally on. made to chill. Exactly. It's too obvious, okay? Uh, so, when it's time to unwind, uh, Coors Light is the beer we reach for. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash Cooligans. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Like the Knicks looking to close out their series against the Sixers or the Mavs and the Clippers battling in a pivotal Game 5. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks and get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the Draft DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LAF. That's code LAF for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. I love this from Michael Raymond. He says, how did the Cooligans not get a Super Bowl commercial? Thank you. You're asking the right question. All right. Oh, it's about damn time, bro. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, a couple more questions in the chat here. Uh, Bay Raguna said, when do Man City get their point dedu- deduction? I've, I've heard. A bro, couple- I'm sweating, bro. We get- <laughs> Yo, can you help us out a little bit? <laughs> Did you see the, um, um, the, the, the Manchester City sign, uh, fans are now holding signs that are like supporting like the lawyer that's involved in the case. They're like, they drew an image of the lawyer to like, what you better watch out London. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, did you see that someone just drew a middle finger and it said, investigate this? Yes, I did see that too. Which that's kind of my, that's my <laughs> level of creativity right there. Who, who drew that? FC Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> that was FC. I was like, no, that was my tweet. I got that in the draft. Dude. Um, uh, so yeah, well, look, well, it, 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 I've heard the, the rumor I've heard is that this, case might last years that it may not be resolved not like the way with Juve where they they got their point deduction almost immediately here's uh, the thing though uh 
I'm under the impression that the Premier League or the FA has the right to deduct points. Yeah. They're allowed to levy their their discipline, even though the, the trial is still happening. The, the, you know, you could sue them for that, yeah. but they're still able to impose right, right. that punishment on so, you. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, who knows what this, uh, what, how this season is going to end up. Um, okay, a couple other things. Oh, I wanted to... Um, Kirby said, somehow there is more integrity in Italy. This is wild. <laughs> I want, did you see this, Alexis? I don't know if you saw this. I did not see this. Okay, so there's a player um, who plays for uh, Slavia Prague. His name is, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to butcher the name, Jacob Jankto or Jakub Jankto. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll play. Good, good, good attempt. Okay. I'll play this video. I, I won't play the audio, just, uh, um, but you can just, you can get the, the idea if you're watching. But he um, announced that he's gay. Oh, wow. So it's a very, uh, there's a term, I, th- I think it's Churrasco. Uh, for this style of video, this is black background, black T-shirt, mm-hmm. lighting only on one side of his face, very little filler on the other side. Usually denotes a very dramatic event. Right. Uh, which is the style of directing that you would choose this to to mention something very specific. But also you would choose this when you want to solely focus on the expression on the person's face. Uh, and yeah, he's announcing via this video that he is homosexual. Yeah, and uh, he he's yeah, and you see it in the last caption there. He says this this purpose of this video is not for entertainment. It is to encourage, uh, uh, it's inspire and encourage others. And um, this is he so he plays for the Czech Republic and he plays right. for Slavia Prague. Um, so for very uh, brave of him. Very brave. I mean, you see the, the 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 comments and and I I I did the scrolling through the comments. And I'm like. I'm glad that it is positive. Everybody's saying something well, kind. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, because I'm sure there's there's some place on the Internet where it's, it is very, very negative. Um, but no, I just wanted to make sure we gave. Wait, which is it? That's the clap. Okay. <laughs> okay. I wanted to make sure we gave uh, uh, props because this is a um, uh, obviously a very, very uh, huge deal because we don't see many. Uh, uh, active players, especially. I'm glad he's doing this, but I do want to reiterate, very brave, he did not have to do this. He did not. He very clearly could have just kept this, you know, to the side during his career, knowing what's going to come next. And he could have just played his career, which a lot of players have done. Right. And then sort of come out of the closet after. But this is extremely brave, and we should all be absolutely applauding. Yeah. Uh, so it's up to see. It, 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 I, I think the frustrating part is that it's like a thing we sort of have to highlight. It feels weird in 2023. It is, but it's like we have to highlight it because there's too there's too much uh, uh, homophobia and too much toxicity around men who are gay who play sports. So dumb. Yeah. Um, so and, and you know we have to talk about it because in the hope that it will just normalize it and make more people comfortable uh, in 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 you know in talking about this and living their truth. So. But there's also I don't know if you saw this Arsenal put up a uh, they're called the Gay Gooners. Yes, yes, I uh, they that. put up a thing and, and that the the comments in that got a little bit rough, brutal, and they had to come back out and say like we deleted uh, we had to stop the comments on that. Uh, we support. Uh, the Gay Gooners and, and everything that they've done to help support the team. Yeah. They've had events and stuff. It, it's a little, it's just, it sucks that we have to bring this up. It's just one of those things like, dude, can that part of the game be gone already? You know, like the, just the, the, the hatred towards some other group, whether it be homosexuals or they're still in some clubs in anti-Semitic, uh, you know, sort of slant. Just, dude, enjoy the game. 
It's a bunch of guys kicking a ball. It's a bunch of women kicking a ball. It's a bunch of people kicking balls. Can't we just enjoy that? Um, yeah. And let other people enjoy it? Seems really stupid. <laughs> it does, uh, you know, but these people tend to be very, very loud, especially on the internet. I feel like, especially the last couple, uh, since, you know, Elon took over Twitter, mm. it, it's... Hanging out next to Rupert Murdoch. I know. <laughs> just dapping up the homies. <laughs> well, it feels good to be <laughs> Um, the, I, I don't know if anybody else's like Twitter feed, feel, it feels like it is more, um, leaning towards more, less of the stuff that you like, you like, or like the things that you curate. Oh, Elon has said this. He yeah. wants to show people things opposite of the things It's they really like. bad. I'm like, I Which, just, I, I like not being in a bubble. Right. I do like that. I like to know what I love other- my bubble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Put, me so in that. Put me in that same liberal <laughs> bubble. I love it. <laughs> um, I I enjoy seeing what other people think, even if I disagree with it. But some of this stuff is like, oh, this isn't what something somebody somebody yeah, like, yeah. you know, a different way to get to be is <laughs> this road. Like, that's not what I'm seeing. It's what really I'm bad. seeing is like f me and my beliefs. And I'm like, so what I what I love about uh, under uh, uh, Jacob's post is that I think the 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 acknowledgement of like, yo, this could get really bad really fast if we don't throwing positivity so there's just like a wave of positivity to just not so that the negativity isn't drowned out visible yeah. so that's that we gotta fight it with love bro bro that's what they're doing so uh great on a lot of uh folks uh, to do that speaking of england um you want to do the football ramble the oh homies, yeah do the homies want to play this clip because this is dope Okay, yeah, I had to, uh, where's the thing I had? Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, oh, so we've been doing, so this is uh, uh, an initiative. I think we're going to kind of push a little bit more. We want to uh, show love mm, to. Speaking of love. Show love to to the people who show us, us love and, and yeah. maybe do, you know, that cross-pollination. Show, mm. you know, get people, Football Ramble has been. Uh, Dude, they are the OG OGs. They've been around for a very long time. Right. There, there was some, I just saw a clip clip of the, the that there was a player that scored a goal like a teenager so so they were highlighting like, it's like youngest player to score in blah 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 in some in some league and they were like this kid scored or, or he started he was born after football ramble yeah started Football Ramble is like, <laughs> bro, you got to come good as a prospect. That's how old Football Ramble is. So uh, we just want to show them some love. And shouts to everybody there. Shouts to Luke, Pete, um, uh, Marcus, uh, V2, everybody there. Pete. Pete. I mentioned Pete. Pete. Oh, okay. Second okay. name. Uh, shouts to everybody there because they've always, always showed us love when we go out to the uh, UK or whatever they're in town. Our first ever episode we filmed in this room right was an interview and it looked you saw what it looked like go back it looked like a fucking sleeper cell in there uh that was with um that was with luke aaron moore uh who's always absolutely showed us love they showed us love when they came he was on our tv show when they did their tour right, right, right. he invited us to to their uh to their tour stuff i mean absolutely incredible he's always hung out with me when i've been in the uk so we wanted to play a, a quick clip from uh football ramble uh so everybody if you're listening to this watching this go uh check them out and here's a, here's a quick little preview of Football Ramble. King Charles and the Queen Consort recently visited Wrexham on a trip to Wales to learn more 
about Wrexham's regeneration. Yeah, right. They all want to see Ryan Reynolds, don't exactly. they? Yeah. Well, Rob McElhaney said, we hope he's a fan. If not, we'll make him a fan. Look, all I'm saying is... How would you make King Charles a fan of a football <laughs> That's not I'm going to say. So have him up against the wall? Right, listen here. If I said to someone, your challenge is to make King Charles King, III yeah. a genuine fan of Wrexham Football mm, Club, yeah. it's a tough ask. I he, think it's a tough he ask. He doesn't look interested in being a king. Yeah. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe he's up so, for it. So then. Wrexham's going to be a challenge. There it is. Shout out to Football Ramble. Go follow them at Football Ramble everywhere, uh, and, and go ch- uh, check out the podcast. It is. It is. Uh, it is. It's it, it's English. It's very English. I did ask Luke. I'm like, is there anything in particular you want me to say after we play this? Yeah, yeah. And he said, Nah, you could do, do whatever you want. You know, make it. You know, be cool about yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, we're gonna make fun of you <laughs> for starting that episode like it's an NPR show. <laughs> uh, but he did say, Search Football Ramble everywhere you get your podcast and hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode. Which it seems like a lot, yeah, yeah. But do, so, do at least two of those. Kevin <laughs> just said royal talk. Now nah, they're great. They are absolute homies. Uh, uh, hilarious uh, group of people, and they have a lot of like spinoff shows and a, a lot of they cover women's football, a bunch of other stuff. So go, uh, go check them out. But I mean, look for in in many very many ways. If they didn't do what they did, they probably wouldn't have opened the door for what we do. Yeah, and you know, I mean, they're they. I would say they have they have a lot of banter. They have a lot of jokes. They are a lot more TSS where they actually give you real information. Yeah, they know their stuff. Yeah. So, you know, they're great. Great podcast. If you if you like hearing, you know, that colonizer accent, go, go check them out, dude. <laughs> we're, we're huge fans. Of yeah, yeah, we're very big fans. A couple of so a couple of things I wanted to uh, throw at you, Alexis, especially because uh, a brick <laughs> Chelsea Football Club uh, um, uh, are in the mud. They can't. Mikhailo Mudrick. Bro, zeros across the board, bro. Uh, this kid's not getting a shot on goal. He, he ain't looking good. He yeah. will come good, but right now. Um, but the the question now uh, happens to be a, uh, about uh, Grand Potter, and they've they've basically said that he has he has a long leash. They're gonna be they're okay with. I don't know. I'm not gonna say they're okay with where they are, but they're not making any rash. Decisions. They obviously had uh, a manager change earlier this year. We're obviously uh, moving on from Thomas Tuchel uh, to Grant Potter. And Brighton are clearly above Chelsea right now. I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, maybe Grant misses it a little bit. Yeah. But I was like, man, I, I could have been in Champions League next but year. But what's up with Chelsea? Let's just try to figure out what is going on with this club because uh, I think our fans are upset. Um, uh, you know, I think Todd Bowley liked a Twitter or Instagram post. That said, Cucurella, Cucurella mm-hmm. is not good enough for the club. Ooh. This is not, it's not good. Yo, Top Bully needs to stop FC Dallas. Top Bully is running FC Dallas's bro, Twitter get, account. Get off. <laughs> get off. The, get a burner, will you? Um, but so this is my uh, initial theory with Chelsea. Chelsea are, are seem to me, are having the problem that I thought Nottingham Forest were going to have. Which is like you bring in all these new players. There's no real sign that you're gonna have any chemistry. And this is Chelsea looks like they they have a internal problem. Uh, I don't think it's internal. I think that there's a lot of turmoil with what happened with Abramovich switching to Todd Bowley. Todd Bowley has come in and kind of bit a bit been a bit insane. But this is very clearly a on the pitch problem. You think so? Yeah. You don't think so? Well, I look the 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 on the pitch problems. I'll say, look, losing uh, uh, Ben Chilwell and Reese James to injury 
was probably the the the, the on field. Reese James is a massive loss for them. Right, right. I, I, have you seen clips of his uh, his Lauren? Right, Lauren James, his sister. Isn't that who we interviewed? No, no, no. She played for Everton. The girl that we interviewed was in Everton. But she's related to a player. She's cousins with um, Lingard. Okay. <laughs> I knew we, I knew she was related to somebody. I, you wouldn't remember if you interviewed Lauren James of Chelsea Football Club. I, no. <laughs> I thought maybe she was on loan. Anyway, uh, that's why I'm here, I guess, to, <laughs> to remember if we interviewed Lauren James of Chelsea Football 100% <laughs> is why you're here. Um so the uh, but she if yeah she's just been absolutely there was one run she she like ran the entire pitch and scored a goal she's it, incredible she's incredible she's doing great um but Chelsea uh, l- losing those two players I think that was the kind of like the beginning of this uh, of this downward slope but then the the thing going on with uh, um, Hakim Ziyech the because he was supposed to go to PSG right and he had the problem which we have we we'll maybe talk about this tomorrow we didn't even talk about Julian Araujo uh, last week um. Oh. But which is we got to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Um, but it, uh, he was supposed to go to uh, uh, PSG. He was happy to go connect with his Moroccan homie. Yeah, uh, they were trying uh, to bring him Hakimi, in. Yeah, and same paperwork didn't get filed in time. There was some issue, and the dude is furious. He's, I mean, can also can we just say like, yo, FIFA, you're being a little too strict with this. <laughs> you think? I mean, at some point, you have to set a deadline. I get you get a deadline, but there should be a buffer beyond that deadline. I'm willing to say that within a minute of that, de- it's like, you, we, did you send every club an atomic clock? You know what I'm saying? Like, me, my phone doesn't say it. You know what I mean? Like, this is wrong. It's, this is wrong. We'll talk about Julian Araujo tomorrow, but 18 seconds? This is not right. You have to, there's got, the NYPD gives you a buffer for parking tickets, man. <laughs> and it's about five minutes. There is a, I, I look, this is why I'm okay with it. And it's mainly because everybody knows what the, you're a rules guy. <laughs> That's why. Everybody knows what the deadline is. And there's millions and millions of dollars being moved around and transferred. At some point, it has to stop. It's going to get way too confusing. It can get overwhelming on certain clubs. No, I think you got to get you got to have a leniency towards this clock. Not everyone is on the exact same clock. It's not fair. It's just you're you're holding you're holding massive negotiations that teeter on little backs and forths that you just can't have that on these extreme deadlines. Major corporations don't deal on deadlines like this. When I was I was for those of you who don't know, when I was in the corporate world, I was a contract negotiator. This was my job was to get flown around the country to negotiate major major deals. And a lot of these major deals hinder on a previous supplier saying you need to get back to us by blank or else blank and those are even movable these are major corporations also dealing with millions and millions and millions of dollars you know uh, stoppages of of supplies getting in that could completely change your bottom line your end and even they're like look this is an intense negotiation. We're going to extend the deadline three hours. We're going to extend the deadline six hours to see if we can get this done. You're, our previous supplier is even willing to accept that. How are the, how is FIFA like, nope, we hit the bell and it's over. <laughs> it's like the stock market. The stock market closes. There's no more trading after the stock market closes. There has to be, there has to some point where everybody agrees. That's wrong because it opens the next day. All the stock market. Cl- it doesn't shut for the next eight <laughs> well, months. It, oh, yeah, well, it opens in the summer and it sucks. 
I look, but it's not on any particular player. This, this is these are people's jobs. They, they, their job is to negotiate these transfers. There's Why can't lot. they just do it in time, dude? You need translators. These are in different countries. Phone calls are being nah, had, bro. This, this is too much. I could understand back in the day when it was a fax or you sent a letter. The letter's got to get here by X date. Sure, you could get kicked out of your house if you don't do that correctly. But now where we're dealing with te- these things are happening off WhatsApp. <laughs> Ben Skolnick said, Christian, not everyone can hit the send button on the email like you, Turbo Fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My guy's getting it in before the line. Look, look how many transfers I've just completed. <laughs> Still only half of what Chelsea did. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, look. It, it's- <laughs> Yousef said, Alexis pulling up with the BlackBerry, not taking it. <laughs> Yo, I was heavy with the BlackBerry. Yo, my side scroll was crazy. Would have made his little Twitter finger look like nothing. Bro, did you fix Diddy's BlackBerry? Yeah. I did. <laughs> no, I you would have needed to fix mine because I was scrolling heavy. Okay. So, uh, so overall, the, uh, look, Chelsea look really, really bad. I mean, th- there's no real uh, kind of uh, no other way to put it. There is a Reese James. Reese James did play against uh, West Ham, by the way. He did he come back? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, actually, no. We have to talk about this. Speaking of VAR, did you see the the handball from West Ham that wasn't called? No. It was a, late was in this, the game. Connor Gallagher was this? Yeah, he, falling down to the ground. And, yeah. Uh, who was the player? Suchek. Suchek. Thomas Suchek. Suchek. I did see this. Yes. He. Uh, I mean, look. I mean, he he handled the ball. I don't know any of that. Yes. He he's putting his arm down. He's falling. He's bracing for the fall. This is not as obvious. Yeah. It's you would have expected VAR of a previous era to come in and say we got to stick a little but the rules change. Remember last year the rule was if the, the the ball touches below your shoulder at regardless unless they were it's completely against the body mm-hmm. or against the you know not in the way of the ball against your body it was a handball whether you meant for it or not. Right, right, right. That's changed this year. Now there's a bit more leniency to the rule. They got leniency with that, but not Yeah, it's like, well, you know, arm in a natural position is, it, it was borderline, I don't, I, I mean, made his body just a little bit bigger. Look, do I also think uh, um, uh, Fabianski, right? Fabianski's the good goalkeeper. Yeah. I think he saves it. Regardless, you got to be able to brace your fall. We can't ask these players to fall face first into the dirt. I know that. So that they don't put their hands out. But it looked bad. I mean, maybe somebody, people in the chat can uh, give you your opinion. But it looked, I, I would have called it. If it was me. It, I mean, it look- I, I also probably would have called it. I yeah. picture Alexis with a Blackberry wall on the job at Dunder Mifflin and then a sidekick. Uh, for the extra, <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea. Uh, I want to. They did a, a, a even Chelsea. We're talking about FC Dallas and and their thing, um, and their uh, Twitter. But Chelsea also kind of went off too. I and I'll, I'm gonna look for the. Uh, I don't know this the for the tweet, but they they were not happy uh, with that <laughs> result at all. Um, uh, give me a second before I. I'm also going to say I do not like these gold kits. Oh, from uh, from, from Chelsea? Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, they're not great. I also I know that they're they're um what you call it the uh, sponsor is going to be over this year, and a lot of Three. people hate that hate, hate that sponsor. Yeah. Joao Felix did score that goal, by the way. So by the way, Joao Felix actually looked good. Right, right. Yeah, he uh, looks like a Premier League player. Damn, where? Oh, right here. It is. So here's the tweet from uh, Chelsea. Twelve million views. <laughs> And it just said, Suchek makes a great save from Con- Conor Gallagher. Um, 
So look, they're you know leaning into it. Uh, it, it was a uh, yeah, it looked like a handball to me. I, uh, I, so you know we're, we're talking about Arsenal getting uh, getting robbed. I thought Chelsea has uh, very much uh, a case as well. Um, uh, Camilo said a handball for me. Cavincho said it was hands for me. Uh, it is a handball for sure. But we this is the problem with this handball rule is that we have to make adjustments based on what we see. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And part of me is like, well, if the guy is bracing his fall, we have to accept that that's a natural position to put your hands in if you're falling forward. Okay, let's see. Um, Christina Uncle, who's the uh, referee and correspondent also on on CBS. I I haven't seen this. She just got a job at uh, Apple. Oh, that's right. MLS. Just a um, so I, I'm curious to see what she said uh, about this. So let's see what uh, what Christine Uncle said. West Ham Chelsea, interesting play in the 89th minute. Did Socek get away with the handling offense? Now, in my opinion, this is a misrecommendation for a penalty. Now, this is a subjective decision of what the official in the center and the official in the VAR room is asking themselves is whether Socek used his arm to support his body when he committed to the ground. Now, I can appreciate why the center official would not have called this a penalty in real time. One, because he was directly on and slightly shielded. However, the best angle for this is behind the goal, which the VAR has multiple access to, those camera angles, and should have seen that Socek did not use his arm to support his body, but more closer towards blocking the ball and making himself bigger. This should have been a recommendation. I am fairly confident that if the center referee had gotten this recommendation and had seen this angle, that he would have also have given a penalty. There it is. She just is the greatest. <laughs> so, Isn't I, she? And when you see the photo there, it's uh, so. And, and you know what it is? Is that Suchek is keeping track of where the ball's going with his eyes. Yeah. Which I actually hadn't seen that screenshot. Mm-hmm. After seeing that, he's not just bracing his fall. He is bracing his fall, which is a good way to like sort of hide what you're doing. But while you're while you're watching the ball and kind of moving your hand in that direction, leads me to believe the action of falling. He used to his advantage to stop the to stop the ball. So, right. yeah, that is. Uh, so, yeah, it seemed like a, and and what she said there was about the the ref um, just being in a position where he couldn't see it is understandable. Um, so you can understand why the ref didn't call it. But uh, the the missed recommendation for the for uh, VAR to, to get involved and, uh, you know, for a possible penalty seemed pretty clear and obvious to me. I need to get her number so I can text her about what happened to Arsenal, bro. <laughs> Yo. Uh, so you might get this job, bro. They might be getting fired. Uh, so, uh, but look, it, it puts Chelsea in, a, in, a, in another bad spot. They can't get out of, the, they've had three draws in a row. They can't get out of, uh, of like the rut that they're in they just need some uh victories here and there uh, who knows what is causing this um lack of productivity they can't they're not really scoring many goals um i don't we're know talking about chelsea but we're not talking about the team just below them liverpool continue having a bad <laughs> they are not they're not doing well and it's kind of crazy to think chelsea and liverpool might be completely out of europe or it's looking like they will be um. Yeah, Liverpool. They just had. Uh, I just saw. Uh, obviously, they're playing uh, Everton in a few minutes. But they. For those of you listening, you already know what happened, right? Uh, but uh, Thiago uh, Alcantara mm-hmm. is uh, injured, so another player out. They have so Luis Diaz is out. Um, uh, Thiago, How long is Luis Diaz out for? Do we been know? out for a while. It's already been like he three, has been three, out for a while, three four months. Um, 
they just uh, I, I look I, I don't think they Diago Jota's out Mohamed Salah is not list- no Diago Jota is out Mohamed yeah. Salah Jota's been out for a long time too I'm looking up Luis. They Diaz just don't have the team say. that they that they normally have had the last couple of years. Yeah, the conversation about whether Klopp's, you know, ability to inspire this team to play well, like why isn't the why did why isn't the um the press working? It's like he doesn't have the players right now. Well, we got a super Losing chat. Losing Sadio Mane. We got a super chat from Omar Ramirez. He said just Omar Ramirez. Should refs explain themselves like in the NFL? 100%. Mm. To me, specifically. <laughs> uh, you got my number. <laughs> um, no, I, I think they've talked about doing this. In, in, uh, they do this in Australia. Australia in the A-League. He's like, okay, what I saw here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, where he's going to make this well, decision. Well, it's, it's different than um, hearing the audio of the refs speaking to each other than rather than like – Taking a moment Come to the center circle and, and just explain. explain. They just did this, I think, in Australia as well, where they explained the call uh, and they they said it to everyone in, in the stadium. There would be a lot less questions as to what's going on. I feel like in England and a lot of countries, not just England, but in England in particular, they still play the game by the rules of before technology existed. Yeah. And it's like, well, if we have these uh, things now, if we're able to patch the ref into the speaker system and obviously the networks that are filming it and say, here's X, Y, Z, what happened? The player was falling, uh, but he was bracing his fall. At the very least, we can now say, here's the data, move forward, as opposed to everyone having all these questions about what's going on. Right. That's what we should be using the technology we have to our advantage, such as putting the lines down in VAR. <laughs> so, I just love, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the way Omar phrases the question. Should refs explain themselves? Like, in the NFL? explain yourself, referee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do this? <laughs> There's obviously my favorite movie of all time, Pope of Greenwich Village. One of my favorite scenes in that is when uh, they get to the mob. Lobster's clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, you know, he goes, sit down. You know, he goes, take your coat off. And he goes, and he puts his like sausage fingers on this guy's shoulders. And he goes, and relax, because we're going to go over this a few times. You know, and I want to hear all the details of what happened on that night. So go ahead. You said you was two of you, not three. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. You know, and the point there being like, you're going to slip up. Right. (laughs) And the guy's got a sausage fingers. Uh, I'm not saying we do that. But what if we got a little bit closer to that? I also got sausage fingers. <laughs> that's the fastest sausage in the game right there. You know, that's going to be on no context cooligans. <laughs> and can I, can I just say, I wasn't talking about my own. Can you at least add that? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I also saw there was a, a, a quote from Cody Gagpo um, when he was apparently, uh, I think it was Rude Van Nisselrooy was trying to get him to sign with Manchester United, right? Nisselroy was at the United, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, and and you know, he ended up going to Liverpool, which now clearly seems like a mistake, right? He's pulling a Mudrick. <laughs> so weird how things just—I mean, Manchester United. We thought they were going to get relegated at the beginning of the year. You're like, right. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, I could use a little more of that energy these last few days. Um, but the yeah, uh, it, it's quite a, a turn of events, I think, for for Gakpo uh, his, and his decision. But I, I think I think Liverpool will be fine. I trust he wants to get back uh, some of their players. I think they're going to miss. They're not going to be in Europe next year. I, they're in tenth place now. I don't see them. I don't see it either. I don't see them making a rush um are they in are they in any other competition they're still in champions league i believe yeah they are in champions league so they could win champions league which doesn't look like it's gonna happen yeah but they're not in fa cup and they're not in carabao cup which which if you win carabao cup you get into the conference 
right? The Europa Conference. I don't know. I thought that was FA Cup, but I could be wrong. Anyway. Um, okay. Not okay. just in Champions League. Oof. Um, they get to play Real Madrid next. They get Everton today. If you're listening to this, that was yesterday. Then they get Newcastle, Real Madrid, Crystal Palace, Wolves. That's two wins out of the next five. So it's going to be a rough stretch, yeah. Um, the, oh, speaking of Real Madrid, Real Madrid did win the Club World Cup. Yeah. Um, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but the Sounders also played in the Club World Cup, and they lost to uh, Al, Al-Ali and, uh, through uh, just a terrible deflection. Just just sucked. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put it. Um, but it was cool to see an MLS team. Involved. And, you know, I did hear like a lot of analysis from people who typically don't watch our, uh, you know, MLS saying mm-hmm. Sounders look like a very good team yeah. compared to Al Ali. It sucks. It's just, it's, it sucks it can't, that, it's the first game of this their season. Yeah, dude, it's just like, I mean, there's no other way to put it. There's, there's nothing I can do. Uh, we can't change. I mean, we can change the calendar, <laughs> but we'll talk about it tomorrow. Okay. Well, we're going to be playing in negative 30 degrees in Minnesota if we, if we do. Um, Pete Morton said, ref's explanation. Arthur Shelby paid me a visit. <laughs> Peaky blinders. <laughs> uh, Michael Raven said, Liverpool are entering a, a quote-unquote rebuild stage. Need to clean up midfield and defense. And by defense, I mean Trent, Trent Alexander, Alexander Arnold. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the- Liverpool don't want to see Matoma again. That's for sure. This is their thing, though. They buy players that body them. They did it with uh, Miamino. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mi- mi- uh, Minamino. Minamino. Um, More like Maximino. Right? Well, it's not minimize Minamino, bro. <laughs> <laughs> This is the most air horns we've ever had in an episode. <laughs> Let us know what you think if you've just listened to this and have had to rip your AirPods out just multiple t- times. T- tell me, is it too much air horns? Yeah. Am I going too fast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yes for you. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about this player right now. Uh, uh, this is There's a lot of conversation to be had here. Uh, Falarin uh, Balogun. Florian. Falarin? Falarin? It's not, it's, it's not Florian. I know that. Florian? Falarin? Falarin? Balogun. I don't no, know how to Flo. pronounce it. Flo. Flo Balogun. <laughs> um, but he ha- he is the league uh, leading goal scorer. I don't think it's Falarin, bro. I, I don't, I'm, I'm sure it. I'm not pronouncing it right. Uh, Falarin? Don't know. But it's... It is Falarin. Damn, I've been calling him Florian. Damn, dog. Damn, son. Completely. <laughs> I mean, he English, bro. I can't be the only one. Uh, by the way, he's American. Right. And this is why I want to talk about because he is currently leading uh, Ligue 1, 15 goals. Uh, and then in second place, we got a, a Canadian in Jonathan David. Who was uh, be one of the one of the potential uh, January transfers for Arsenal. Right, right. So and less goals than a player we already Balogun have. Balogun is an Arsenal player on loan at, at Reims. Uh-huh. Um, but this is... Uh, but Reims. He, Reims, okay. There he is. Um, and guess who's also tied for second? Uh, Lacazette, yeah. Lacazette. A lot of, <laughs> who used to be at Arsenal? <laughs> but I, I want... The, the main thing here is that Balogun is... Um, is uh, English and American, mm. so he hasn't he hasn't been capped. And our friend Jamal constantly reminds me that every time Balogun is mentioned, Americans are quote twerking in the comments, <laughs> trying to get him to sign for America. So this is um, to see up. So this two twofold. Um, uh, you know, Mikel Arteta has has spoken about him and said that that you know they do have plans. He uh, hey, keeps getting asked about him because yeah, he's on because loan, he, but he's he's leading <laughs> the goals. 
He's leading goals in a league that has Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe in it. Right, right. Uh, And I've said this before, and I will say it again. The fact that he didn't get recalled in January is frustrating to me because we don't have a backup beyond Eddie. Right. So at the very least, now his biggest problem is he's not that much closer to Jesus than he is to Eddie and Ketia. Eddie and Ketia has got the contract extension. He's got the, the trust of the coach. But the fact that this guy, everyone's talking about he's worth $50 million. Why would we sell him when we'd have to pay more than that to get this type of player in? I like having two to three player depth at each position to create even more pressure in training and more competition. Now, I also don't want to see him sitting behind Eddie and Kentia, but I can promise you this. If he was in the squad at Arsenal today, he might be getting a chance to start over the next two, three weeks before Jesus comes in. Possibly, yeah. There's a there's an absolute chance. Now, a lot of the goals he scored for Rems it haven't been you know, world beater goals, but he has those in his locker. He scored those. He's a bit more of a poacher, which again, similar to Eddie and Ketia, but the fact that people are even consider selling him so that we could get Declan Rice, bro, we couldn't afford Declan Rice. If we were going to spend $80 million on Mikalo Mudrick, then we got the money to spend on, on Rice. And if you want to get Casado at the same time, that's probably going to be another 60. I can see why you want to sell this. This kid might be too good to sell. He might've played his way, into competition for Eddie and Ketia for backup for Jesus. I agree. Um, and and then also, you know, there's a couple people in the chat. Pete Morton said, uh, Balogun ain't playing for the USMNT if he has two brain cells to rub together. But look, what? he ain't getting, he ain't starting he ain't, in England. Yeah, it's not a confirm. It's not confirmed that like, yo, he's going to get minutes and, and, and get a lot of playing time. Uh, for England, if he chose to play there, and what is it? Is it Ghana? Is the is the other country that he gets uh, that he's qualified for? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody uh, and who was it in the chat? Somebody said that that oh, Crimson Pizza say it. Uh, Google says uh, Fullerin is a oh, Fullerin is a Yoruba name. Yeah, it's so, a Yoruba name. So uh, Nigerian, mm-hmm. right? Um, so. The uh, yeah, I, I I think he's a he is a player that the U.S. I mean, whatever you got to do. I mean, you got he's American, English, French and Nigerian. Uh, he has a shot at, at probably starting in Nigeria. You ain't got a shot in France. You ain't got a shot in the England squad that I can understand. I would the, say I'm not going to say blanket statement. He doesn't have a shot to start to start. It's does he start for the U.S. at number nine? Yes. The moment, <laughs> the moment what, he what, says, "I want to play for the U.S. Men's National yeah, Team." You give him no sporting director, no, no coach. It don't matter. Yeah. You starting at number nine. <laughs> you are our number one at number nine. Yeah. Yeah. Is that happening in England? Nah. You got Harry Kane. Maybe Harry Kane goes to the next World Cup as the starter, and that's about it for for age range yeah. for him. Maybe he's not even the starter of the World Cup, but he definitely is during the Euros. So you're going to now miss the Euros. So you're going to have to hope 2026 is your moment. And this gentleman happens to be what, 2022? How old is he? 21. He's yeah. 21 years old. So now you're talking about 23. You're not starting in the World Cup until you're 25 years old towards the end of your peak. So now you're going to get two World Cups max and, and what, two Euros? where you could have an extra uh, regional competition. Now, look, the Gold Cup may not be hey, the I, most. I respect him. You know, it may not be the most <laughs> heralded. But wouldn't you rather start at the Gold Cup than bench, than, than, than come off the bench in the Euros? He could possibly walk, walk. I don't know, is, uh, where's, 
Well, who's who's um, Nigeria's uh, starting striker? Uh, I'll see right now. Yeah, yeah, you, you ain't yeah. starting, bro. <laughs> we thought you ain't doing all right. Nigeria. Hey, you and ain't doing that in France, my guy. Bro, come to America. <laughs> Be smart. Do the right thing, Listen bro. Listen to Eunice. It's a good time. <laughs> um, so, look, yeah. You he, know what his middle name is? I don't know. Falaren Jerry Balligan. Okay, Gerald. <laughs> Not Gerald. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> the nickname <laughs> of, of an English name. Bro, Jerry Balligan, get up in here. <laughs> JB. F- FJB. <laughs> uh, so uh, pretty wild. Okay. So, yeah. But he's yeah definitely a player uh, to keep an eye. If you were an Arsenal fan, would you want to see him come back to the squad? The... Um if I was if I was an Arsenal fan, um, uh, no, I, I mean, look, he's scoring a whole bunch of goals in. Uh, he's a leading goal scorer in Ligue 1, but also Lacazette, who couldn't find he could he couldn't find the goalpost uh, last year. Has he also, fourteen. He's old, and we were asking him to to track back and press, which he's like, I ain't got the legs for that. Right. Um, so the, the answer, no, it's not an immediate yes. I mean, having the depth, I think, would be. Uh, helpful and just having if Arsenal had different options to throw at people especially up top um, I, it would be beneficial this is why if if, if they could have gotten Mudrik if they could have gotten Caicedo if they could have gotten uh, you know just a, just a different uh, and I think Trossard was a good get because he just gives uh, uh, Arsenal just something different to 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 throw at teams especially teams that bunker down and, and and park the bus or whatever. So uh, so no, my answer is no. I think if, especially if Gabriel Jesus comes back and he is uh, what he was in the beginning of the season, I think they'd be. Uh, I think they'll be fine. This is going strictly off of uh, FB ref, which I'm sure you know is football reference. They're xgs. I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna give you two xgs. I'm gonna give you the xg and then I'm gonna give you the mpxg plus XAG, which is the non-penalty XG plus assists. Okay. Plus expected assists. All right. We're, okay. we're, all right. We're the, we're the spreadsheets, dork. Go for it. <laughs> this is some real dork. <laughs> some real dork stuff. Now, my boy, Jerry, his XG is, I'll give you, let me give you Eddie Nketiah's. Eddie Nketiah's XG, this is, again, going off seven games. And for uh, Falaren, it's going off of 19 starts. So seven starts versus 19 starts, okay? Okay. Um, obviously, Eddie Nketiah's come into the matches a little bit more. Um, but uh, he's had 19 matches played. Uh, Balligan has had 22. So there's a bit of a difference there. But XG takes all that into right, account. Right. So Eddie Nketiah's XG is 5.6. Mm-hmm. Balligan. What do you think his his is? Uh, Balligan's. It, wait, what would what you say was the five point six? Five point six. Oh, then uh, with fifteen goals, he has to has to be higher. So um, let's say seven point four. Fourteen point six. <laughs> so what I would also say is I was close. Has, yeah, you weren't far. He also has more goals than uh, XG. Mm-hmm. which generally means he's fighting the back of the net, even when he's not supposed to, at least once. Right. Uh, now, non-penalty XG versus a plus goal uh, assists. Um, Balligan uh, and Kenzie is 5.9. So he's had a couple assists. Uh, Balligan is 13. So even non-penalty goals, 
he is almost three xing. In this case, more than two xing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie and Ketia's, uh, you know, um, output. At the very least, that alone tells me, yo, we should be considering this dude to play him. Just if, even if you're just looking at the metrics of of of, uh, of the stats. Okay, yeah, I agree. I think it's fair. I mean, look, there's a gu- there's a couple good points in the chat. Some people are basically saying like, as for for if you were if we were a Champions League club, we would need him. Um, the you know, I, I, obviously playing in Europa and we League will. Will, we be, will. will be will be helpful. Uh, <laughs> XP. How many pizzas can I eat? <laughs> but I like Michael Raymond says he said gonna go. I'm gonna start violence. Lead goal scorer in a farmers league. He's still the lead scorer. <laughs> I mean, don't you have to like give somebody credit for beating Neymar and Mbappe and Messi? Or yeah, something? yeah. Uh, so I mean, we can't diminish it completely. But you know what makes Balogun's uh, uh, scoring record right now look bad is Lacazette with one goal behind him. That makes that makes Balogun no, look less impressive. I disagree, and the reason I disagree is because they're not asking him to do. They're not asking. Uh, Lacazette to do more than just go up there and be a striker. And he was good at that. But it does highlight the Premier League is different. The Premier League is the Premier League. And it's it it is it is difficult to do uh, uh, to get 15 goals in the Premier League. And and look, we even saw Erling Holland completely dominating uh, in the beginning of the year. And he's kind of been figured out. He has not really done much. He's barely getting touches on the ball. He's not getting, you know, any real, like great opportunities. Uh, um, you know, uh, he got an assist in the, in the game the other day, but he's just not, it, 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 it did what we thought was going to happen where he was going to get 70 goals in the Premier League this, this uh, season. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Uh, and, and it just shows that the, the quality and the level is just so, so high that even if you are very, very good, it's almost impossible to do that at a consistent basis. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, look, I think it is a factor, the fact that he's doing it in France. Uh, and I think it's, to me, it's more, it, it gives me more optimism as a USMNT fan than, than if I was an Arsenal fan. Right. I mean, look, at the end of the day, if you're going to, if I'm going to pick one stat, if you don't trust XG, can we at least consider goals per, per 90? Uh, Eddie Nketiah is at 0.46. And again, I think Eddie Nketiah is a very good player and I, I'm happy he's in the team. But Balogun's is 0.8. That's almost double. And at some point, you just have to you just have to consider the fact that we have to give this kid a chance. Does that mean maybe you miss out on a fifty million dollars sale? Yeah, babe, we've made some good sales, right? Mm. How much did we sell you a wool before? <laughs> Whatever that number is, that's money in a bank that we didn't deserve. Yeah, it's, it's good right? business. Good business. On all Willick, parts. We love him. Willick was thirty million in Newcastle, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The uh, and the only other person I was thinking to just talk about. We got to wrap up the show, but um, our friend, w- what friend? Ben Foster, the homie. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna skip this, but this was is an interesting thing. Apparently, um, uh, who Lloris is, is injured. Lloris is injured, and then um, uh, Betancourt at, at Tottenham has in uh, uh, tore his uh, ACL. Oh really? Or MCL? I didn't know. Uh, he's hurt. Uh, so uh, Tottenham uh, going to struggle a little bit more. But this is interesting that 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 uh, this was a report here uh, from the Daily Mail. I don't know. Take it take it for whatever you whatever is worth to you. Um, that they're trying to lure him, Ben Foster, out of retirement uh, to to play for uh, for Tottenham just and for the rest of the season. Just for the rest of the season. It's interesting because it's good YouTube content. Isn't he a gooner? <laughs> 
Uh, I believe he is. Because he, he wears Arsenal shirts almost all the time. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> open about it now that he's not in the Premier League anymore. Yeah, yeah. so it's just like, you know, bringing it like... Oh, you know what to do, bro. <laughs> Get in there and just... <laughs> Oh, was I supposed to stop that? Oh, another one. My man is just pulling wires everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, that's not what we meant exactly, but we appreciate uh, all your effort. Somebody poured water on our servers. <laughs> we met uh, Ben Foster in Philadelphia when we were uh, emceeing the Premier League Fan Fest and uh, the homie. Matt, yeah. cool, really great dude. Sweetheart. Love talking to him. I'm hoping we could uh, collab one day. Him and his co-host, great guys. Yeah, yeah, great, great uh, dude. So, um, yeah, so I wish him the best. I, I don't know if he, I he's, I believe, like, isn't his podcast, like, exclusively on Spotify? I, I think he's, he's he got the bag. No, yeah, no, he, he's, doing he's doing all right. right. I don't know if he needs. His YouTube channel, uh, Cycling Goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. He's doing all right. I don't no, know if, doing he, right. if he needs to come back. but uh, Should we play a clip of his show? Play a clip <laughs> of, our, of our show. On your but uh, Ben Foster's uh, great, great. So, the uh, but the last person I really wanted to talk about is Marcus Rafford uh, because he scored again. Hold on real quick. I just want to read what Sean613 said. He said, as an Arsenal fan, sounds like a great bit of buzz. Oh, biz for Spurs. Right. I thought Boz was like a, a, a another term. <laughs> like so somebody once told me, like, you're really spunking the Dodge. And I'm like, you better. Don't, you better not say that. <laughs> and I didn't realize that meant spending money. <laughs> well, you better watch the tone with me, my friend. Okay. Marcus Rashford uh, scored again against uh, Leeds the other day. Uh, Leeds uh, drew to match it. They played. They had a. They had a back to back because one of the games was obviously um, uh, postponed and whatever. It was rescheduled. And it happened. They happened to play each other in back to back matches. So they played on Wednesday and they played on Sunday. Uh, Leeds drew two two at um, at Old Trafford, and then uh, Manchester United won two two nil, I believe, right um, at uh, Ellen Road. And uh, a couple of quick things, uh, t- you know, everybody was highlighting Tyler Adams and Weston McKenney and all, and their crunching tackles. Bro, McKenney, he a goon, bro. Yeah, he came in. Look, he's he's already out there. You know, his first matches pushing people, I love getting it. into getting into scraps. Um, Show him that Texas. <laughs> but it's still a, 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 a real concern for um, for uh, for Leeds. They look. Really poor. They have really no ideas. Uh, they can't score goals. And I feel bad. You know, Jack Harrison, also the homie, can't. And I, it's not anybody's fault in particular. I just think this team has gone through just a few too many changes, losing, you know, losing some players. Um, Rodrigo getting injured. I mentioned this last week, but they just they don't have any real uh, ideas. Um, and, and and maybe in the, the playing style, the second goal that they gave up, was a um, what was it? The McKenny lost the ball, and and then I think Garnacho ended up scoring. They also don't have any creativity in the midfield when Brendan Aronson isn't in. But I have a feeling Brendan Aronson isn't. He didn't start. No, he didn't start. But when he came in, they looked better. They looked a little bit better. But they're able to make some creative the, the passes. Same, the same thing happened that we've been talking about with 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 Paxton, with with Brendan. Brent, uh, Brendan Anderson came into the game, small, got the ball, and I, I don't know. I think it was Fred just completely bodies him off the ball. Like, it's a joke. I mean, they, it's I, I can't highlight this anymore. Brendan Aronson should not be, at least at the moment, unless he, like, just puts on some weight or whatever, 
he should not be dueling anybody for a ball. And that, but that is part of his game, like sort of shielding the ball. He's very good at that. But I think the the level of physicality in the Premier League is a little bit different than MLS. And he's, I mean, it's it's getting to a point where it's like it's a little embarrassing, where he it, it's he's physically getting dominated and just the ball's being taken away from him. He got to put, he got to get get his weight up at the gym, bro. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. I want them because obviously I want uh, all the Americans there to, uh, to succeed. And McKenny, tell him what you tell him what you doing because yeah. McKenny, Tyler Adams looks like a hundred percent. Ready. That's a Premier League player. That's a Premier League player. Wesley McKenney, a Premier League player. Mick, no questions asked. I, I wouldn't say. I would ask some questions. As of right now, from what, what I've seen. What questions would you ask? Just the, the the you know the some of the decision making that he look his let's mistake. Forget, his mistake is, led up led to the goal. Let's let's not forget that he is new in a system with new coaches. Right. But that's and what, I'm asking some questions. Have you seen the way Leeds plays? It's absolute mayhem. Well, that's why towards the end of the game, it's like you got your finger on the turbo button. <laughs> They're all over the place. Towards the end of the game, they they they're playing with with um a, a lot of a lot of heart, a lot of energy, but that doesn't seem to be they they don't it doesn't I don't see the plan. That's my that's my problem with Leeds as a whole. The problem is they have a plan, but it's to do more of what looks like there is no plan. It looks like when one player sprints forward to cover, someone else takes a space, someone yeah. else takes that. So it's, you know, that game where you had the squares and there was one missing and you had to keep moving it around until you made the image. That's Leeds. They're just constantly swapping spots. Yeah. So it's like you never know who you're passing to. There's times where they pass and there's just no one there. Well, they look, there was a couple times McKenney made some overlapping runs. Um, didn't, no one passed the ball to him. Uh, this is what I'm saying. Like, there's there needs to be a bit more structure than what they already yeah, the, do. The, the the winger, the left winger, uh, Nanto. Noto. It's, Nyoto? There's an end. There's an end. There's two ends in his name. Um, I think you're making that up. Of course, that's the thing I do. G N O N T O. There it is. Nanto. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is. Um, he he scored. Uh, he he seems to be the biggest million dollars. The biggest scoring threat, but I think he makes it seem worse. Uh, I, I think some of the decisions he makes uh, are not great. Um, and yeah, he, and he gets the ball a lot. He has a lot of possession. And and look, Patrick Bamford is not also not the same Patrick Bamford after no. come back from his injury. Um, but that's going to take a while. But if you are if you are uh, half Cuban, half uh, Puerto Rican coach, uh, you need to. You <laughs> who, need, who was not the first game? Armas was at, at the in the in the second area. The second game, he was not. No, but I think that's the plan. The, they have yeah, three. That's the plan. Just have no plan. Everybody. No, no. Their plan is they have three. Technically, that <laughs> right. are yeah. I've, I've heard they're looking for. Uh, there's a. The rumor is there's a Dutch coach that might be coming in uh somebody he might be coming from Ajax or some somewhere else or whatever but. i mean hopefully that comes in soon because they clearly need to just be set but i i just want to take this time real quick to just highlight marcus rashford because marcus rashford um is i think the best player in the premier league right now uh he is been remarkable and he's been incredible he's just every he's just everywhere he, and i I'm, I'm not ready to say he's the best player in the premier league but i am ready to say this which is uh during ole Gunnar Solskjaer's reign his stock fell pretty steeply for real uh and there was a moment in in my arsenal group chat and again it's all dudes from north london uh when they were saying hey what player would you take from 
uh, from uh, Manchester United if they became available. A lot of names going back and forth. No one picked Rashford. And I said, bro, I'd take Rashford in a minute. And they say, nah, he's washed. And I'm like, bro, this kid <laughs> showed us too much for me to think he's washed. To me, it was very clear that this was an issue of him not being put in the right position. And also, he looked bad when I kept saying... Ronaldo is taking the shine from other players because people are forcing the ball to Ronaldo, yeah. not the players making good runs. And it's stopping Bruno Fernandes from Bruno Fernandez from being so effective because he would get himself into spaces. And instead of making taking a shot he normally took and scored, he would be passing it to Ronaldo. And people called me crazy, even in an Arsenal group chat. And now you're seeing without Cristiano Ronaldo, this man. First of all, I also want to give him credit for during the World Cup. Instead of him taking an, an elongated break, he went to uh, Portland. He went to, or at least Oregon, and he worked at the Nike uh, LeBron James uh, facility. Did you know this? No. What, he was hurt, right? What? He wasn't hurt, but he went to the LeBron James facility to get... during what, After the World Cup? This is after the World oh, okay, Cup, okay, okay, in that gap. Yeah. Uh, when, when England got out of the World Cup, yeah, he yeah. went. He went there, and instead of taking that uh, little bit of a vacation, or a holiday, as they call it, he went to them, uh, and they started working with the with the statisticians and the and the the basically the the crazy computer team there that like right. monitored everything about him, and they found that he was running in an incorrect pattern. There was something about his run that he could cut like point eight you know, whatever right. out of point zero eight out of his run. And there was something about his, Oh, and they found that he was getting too many massages on his muscles mm. that the, uh, um, hey, babe, it's just, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the 14th. massage. Well, I, right. I'm not Robert. <laughs> Kraft, I'm just saying. No, but he you, was, you start to, you know, send some red flags. They said that his muscles were releasing too much of the, what's that acid that your muscles release. You got me when you're getting massaged. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I have no idea why acid um, is released when you get a massage. It's the thing that makes you that makes you feel good when you're getting uh, your muscles rubbed. Uh, that kind of help. But in other words, that his muscles weren't learning how to cure the strain that's put on them because it was being massaged out. So his muscles were growing in an odd way. Lactic acid. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ben Skolnick. Uh, the lactic acid was being released too quickly that the muscles... Basically, you want to break the, t- the the tissue in your muscles, and then you want it to grow according. So if you're doing, you know, if you're lifting heavy weights, your muscles will grow out. If you're doing things like Pilates, your muscles will grow long. For his run, his muscles weren't continuing to grow the way they're supposed to because he was massaging out those things. Ah. They, they basically gave him a complete rundown. He did that on his own money, on his own accord. Yeah. Well, he went not- out there to learn to become a better player. And look what has happened. LeBron is like, he's he what, he like invests a million dollars a year or something, or it might be even more now, uh, on his body, and which is yeah. why it's led to lo- lo- uh, the longevity of, of his career. I like this from Ken M. Uh, in the chat. He says, Rashford is great, and I appreciate his work ethic and commitment to Manchester United. Glad they did not kick him to the curb during the Cristiano days. And that's what the question I was going to ask. Doesn't it feel a little bit like Cristiano Ronaldo stole like two years of this man's career? Yes and no, but I don't think you get this year if it wasn't for that. I don't think you get him saying that, that, that adversity. I'm not if I'm he probably doesn't go to the Nike institution to the LeBron James. OK, facility. OK. He probably doesn't do those things where he's like, I need to get my career back on track because he was a bit of a even though he was level headed and he does really cool things for society, feeding poor uh, poor kids, all planting all those trees and all that stuff. I still don't think I still think you get the bit of a. I'm a great player and I'm coasting. I don't think you get that. The adversity, as you said, and the the opportunity to feel like he needs to prove something. 
He's absolutely doing it. The, but the one thing I do want to knock him for, he didn't invent that. Oh, he didn't invent the celebration? No. Boom, this one? <laughs> the touching your, touching your temple, bro? Who invented other, it? Who invented it? There's other people that have done it. There was a guy in Germany, I believe at Wolfsburg, who did it first. Okay. There's but a couple other. There was an American there's kid. Wolves. There's an American kid that in the U17 uh, match did the same thing as well. Look, he's inspiring the youths. All so, right. look, we talked a little bit about lactic acid. Uh, our chat has con- contributed. Ben Skolnick said Christian's muscles release soiling acid. Yeah, let's go. And Justin Freeberg, who used to be our friend, <laughs> said Alexis's muscles release pizza sauce acid. <laughs> you can't be. You're going to say pizza acid. <laughs> uh, Ruben Neves at Wolves used to do that as well. He also was the first in the Premier League got to do it. that. I mean. Has, has Raster said specifically what it means or, or anything? I haven't heard any comment about why he started doing it no i think it was like uh i think at first it was like a, a sort of a clap back to the people that were saying negative things about him i mean that's 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 what everybody does i mean that's almost, oh, literally almost every player uh ken m says triple h did it for a little bit okay i didn't even know he played soccer dude that's crazy what does uh triple h stand for mm? um uh, hold on Herbert. <laughs> okay, yeah. Herbert. Close. Herbert Humphrey Harold. <laughs> uh no, yeah, incorrect. Oh, what is it? Does it mean like heat hot? Something like that? Is no. it like one of those things? I think it's it's from his original name, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but it's Hunter Hurst Helmsley. <laughs> Little Wrestling, wrestling trivia for you. You're was welcome, it, everybody. Was his original character like a boarding school boy? They, uh, you know, how wrestlers change their per- characters and personas. Everybody goes through, they try out different characters, and then uh, he landed at Triple H, and it worked out pretty well. Okay. Oh, yeah, someone wrote it. Ken M says Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Let's go. What was his character? He I, seems very regal. Was he British? No. Um, I don't remember. Because he really became popular as uh, Triple H. Um, maybe was he with um, Ted DiBiase and like the the Million Dollar Man? Remember, I think he was like in that crew. Was that the dude who had the dollar sign belt? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Because a kid in my a kid in my school had a fake one of those. Oh wow! Why not? Why not the real one? Yeah, <laughs> in, in Newark. That, yeah. <laughs> Bring it out, bro. I'm sure you'll be just fine on the bus. <laughs> Sean six thirteen said Rashford praise to WWE trivia. Look, I tell you, this show can go anywhere. I don't know anything about WWE except I believed that uh, Razor Ramon was Cuban, and then I found out he was like an Irish guy or something. He gotcha. R.I.P. Didn't he pass away? He recently? passed away. Scott Hall. Damn. Uh, okay. Oh, our CBR Flair, which I'm assuming means Ric Flair, if he knows wrestling this well. He was. He said his character was a rich dude from Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. So they were pretty close. Boarding yeah. school. Okay. All right. We could. Uh, we could. We could write some characters on there. Um, all right, let's wrap up. We've been going on for a while. We'll be back uh, tomorrow, obviously, with another hot show focusing on all things American soccer. Uh, you know. You know it. You love it. Just crushing it per usual. Um, we, as always, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash soccercooligans. You can get access to uh, our Gully Squad Slack channel if you want to hang out with the dopest people in soccer slash football. That's the, that's the place to do it. So patreon.com slash soccercooligans. Make sure you follow us everywhere at soccercooligans on all socials, at, on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel if you haven't yet. You'd be crazy. Ben Scully said, hit that turbo finger you know you gotta do bro wow 
Happy. I, you know, I've, I, I've known this man for seven years. I didn't know he had that in him, bro. Atu orden, okay? Okay. <laughs> Whatever you need, everybody. Bro. <laughs> uh, seriously, y'all are the absolute best. We will see you tomorrow, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time, live on YouTube. And uh, the podcast will be available as it always is. Tell your friends about the show. Uh, a lot more uh, fun stuff coming down the and pipeline. And shouts to uh, Football Ramble. That's right. Make sure you check them out. All right, everybody. Peace. Love you guys.